All right, episode five. This is going to be an interesting one. I am actually watching a video of Grace Randolph doing a review of the Superman and Lois TV show, the pilot episode. So I'm curious to know what she has to say. And uh, I'm going to treat this the same way I treated the pilot. I'll let her say her piece and then I will uh, pause the video and I will give my commentary on what she's saying, whether or not I think it's cool, not cool, if it makes sense, maybe there's something that I haven't considered yet, but I think you guys will find this entertaining. Let's join in. All right, here we go. Ding, ding, ring the bell. As many comic book fans know, Superman stories are some of the hardest to write. And Brian Michael Bendis is terrible at it. And they hired him over from Marvel to do it and everything. But anyway, Superman stories, good ones, are far and few between. I'm sure there are some Superman fans who are like, what are you talking about? But I think most of you do know what I'm talking about. And I have to say, this is a great Superman story. It's very much an Elseworlds story. It feels like an Elseworlds story. It takes place in the Arrowverse, although there's absolutely no reference to the Arrowverse in the first 90 minutes. So it feels like its own thing. I think I would like it less if it tied into the Arrowverse, to be honest with you. I like it as its own Elseworlds story. And we're gonna talk about that, but don't worry, there are no spoilers, because there's a lot of cool reveals and twists in the first 90 minute uh, premiere a premiere extravaganza, and I don't want to ruin them for you. Although some have already been ruined, apparently. So be careful for spoilers. It's still enjoyable, even if you know the twists. But I really liked that. Now, remember the soap opera sexiness of Lois and Clark? I tweeted that I love this, and some of you were like, is it as good as, Lo as Lois and Clark? It's different, because here, it's very good. But here, Superman and Lois shows the characters a decade into their marriage and things are getting real. They had some interesting dialogue about that, in fact. The whole series is much more grounded from storylines to casting choices. I mean, this is such a much different Lois than Terry Hatcher. And at first I was like, I miss Terry Hatcher. But by the end of the 90 minutes, I thought I really appreciated what Elizabeth Tullock is, was, is doing here. Now, it, take, it does take some getting used to, as you can see. But this show, this new show, so commits to a realistic take on Superman and Lois as millennial parents, combined with all the problems of modern small-town America, that it became really interesting really fast. And I also appreciate the quality level in terms of production values and VFX. I would say that based on the 90-minute premiere, we'll see how the, how the show proceeds throughout the whole first season, but this is more on par with DC Universe content than CW content. It's even, I'd say, a touch better than Titans in terms of VFX and production values. And it's still a little Hollywood. I mean, Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tullock are way too young to have both established strong careers as professionals and be the parents of 14-year-old twins. They would have had to have children way too young to have actually accomplished the things that they have. But to be fair, they both do such a good job acting-wise that after the initial like, what? You totally believe it. I mean, you do believe that they're these twins' parents. And, 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 and with all the, com it's not, it's like, it's a complex family dynamic, which I really appreciated. Now with. All right, I'm gonna pause that. 
I agree with most. Uh, it is difficult to tell a Superman story because we've had so much, so many failures in the past. Um, I, I used to be a fan of the Lois and Clark series, but it was very campy, very campy, and the special effects were not very good. It was kind of cheesy. So most of the time, Clark and Lois were just kind of running around and the Superman character was almost a minor kind of a thing in the Lois and Clark series. But this one, it's Superman is predominant in here. And I do like the homage to all the other Superman movies like Man of Steel, uh, the one with Christopher Reeves, the original Superman, uh, Brandon Ruth, even the action comics homage with the car even they even used a green car which i was like man it's interesting that car is green and then when you look at action comics number one it's exactly the same type of outfit he even says to the kid or the kid says nice costume and he says my mom made it that was in the original comic action comics number one so that was pretty cool i like that i agree the special effects are, are really good um, I didn't watch much of The Flash. I watched just a little bit of it, but it was kind of... When they started spinning in other characters, it got kind of boring. Especially Supergirl. I found that to be a little boring. And uh, that was the first time I actually saw Superman was on Supergirl. So that was that was kind of, uh, kind of neat. I'm, I'm glad that they're not tying in that universe just yet. I uh, want them to build up the characters here. But one thing uh, that I am a little bit concerned about is the special effects. Because they went above and beyond the Call of Duty on this one. This was like a mini movie. This could have made it to the theaters. I, I thought it was that good. My concern is you spend your entire budget on the pilot just to get the interest and get people on board... And then you get into a complex scenario. Where do you go with the character? You already revealed that Jordan has a superpower. I would have probably drug that out for a couple of episodes. Maybe have that as, you know, halfway through the season or something. That one of the kids has superpowers or something. Make make a couple of choices for them. To hide their powers even from their parents. I would have done that a little bit more. Um... And then they got to get into Lois's character a bit more because right now she's just a supporting character. And Lois is a big deal because it's Superman and Lois. It's not Clark and Lois. So that's kind of an interesting way of... They spun it that this is mainly about Superman and Lois. So I hope that she can develop her character a little bit more. Uh, the actress, what's the actress? Elizabeth Tulloch. So she seems like a great actress and everything. I'm just expecting a little bit more. I want her to be in some situations where maybe she has to do something heroic on herself to help her kids out or help Superman or vice versa. Maybe she gets in over her head and Superman has to help something. Some kind of dynamic has to happen because she's not really... She's not pulling her weight after the first episode, so it'll be interesting to see what Grace has to say. The trailers for this show, a number of you felt that it had similar 
style, was similar stylistically at least to uh, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. And I would say in terms of the color palette and having a more withdrawn Superman who's a bit of a loner, that that's true. But overall, I actually feel the approach they've taken here reminds me of the work of Taylor Sheridan. And this is it. This is such a good idea that I wish they would approach Taylor Sheridan to maybe, I mean, I know J.J. Abrams has gotten the gig and I can see why he has, but I think Taylor Sheridan might be even a better choice because he's known for his thrilling and he does good action work. Uh, well, actually he didn't direct um, uh, uh, Sicario. So, so, you know, and Denis Villeneuve has had his own struggles. But anyway, Taylor Sheridan is known for his thrilling. I kind of disagree with her there. The, the color palette was, uh, yeah, not quite like hell or high water. I don't think it was like that. That was more of a deserty kind of a feel to it. Um, Sicario, would I no, I don't think it looks like that. I think it was a duller version of um, Tom Welling's Smallville because that one had lots of rich colors. Um, I would compare it maybe a little bit to the Man of Steel, especially the special effects and that kind of stuff, and maybe even more along the lines of Batman versus Superman. That would be more what I would compare it to. Stripped down modern depictions of Americana, uh, which does, and because of that application here, that stylistic approach that really helps make Man of Steel, Superman feel like a current character again, something that Superman has struggled with in the comics and other you know, depictions as of late. In fact, if only the comics were able to accomplish this, Superman and Lois perfectly captures what it's like for this couple to be torn and their family to be torn between the big city and a small town, making the Kents truly a microcosm of the United States today. Isn't that fascinating? How would you, who would ever suspect this level of commentary from the CW? Anyway, usually Clark Kent is either totally in Metropolis or totally in Smallville, right? He's like, he has two modes. But here, to have him straddling the two is just really, really good storytelling. Smallville is dealing with predatory businesses, preying on farms, uh, meth, the, the death of Main Street, and more. While Lois and Clark's daily planet experience and connections gives them the ability to do something about all of this, in addition to traditional superheroics, And Lois can also contribute. As you can see, that's starting to happen in the first 90 minutes. They're sowing the seeds for a good mystery. One of the cool- I disagree. I think Lois is not doing anything right now. She's asking questions and stuff, but uh, I don't know. They gotta, they gotta develop her character a little bit more. Uh, she's nosing around a little bit, just a tiny, it's almost like in the background and it's not really doing anything. We almost need to see her in a standalone scene where she gets into some kind of something. Maybe she's looking in the wrong place, all this kind of stuff. She needs to get into some kind of trouble, whether she gets herself out of it or she or Superman does or something happens with her kids or something. They need to increase... And build it up over a couple of episodes. They got to build some kind of tension. Because otherwise. This is going to turn campy real fast. And it's just going to be like. Well. Superman is invincible. Their family's perfect. Lois is perfect. And. Their kids are perfect. And there's no character development. They got to have. 
That's why I said a little bit earlier that I kind of wish they stretched it out a little bit with their kids, built that tension up. They don't need to build it up for 10 seasons like Smallville. That's ridiculous. But I think you could have built it up a little bit more. Maybe next episode introduce her dad or just bring in her dad and then at the end of the pilot bring in Lex to the nuclear reactor. Like they put Lex in already and he almost killed Superman right out of the gate and they're not even talking about that at all. Hopefully Grace talks about Lex Luthor and the fact that they're not talking about the idea that he actually almost got killed. So, well, I mean, you can see some of what's going on. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't think it would take a, a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter to see some of this shady stuff that's going on. But that's the way these stories go. Now, one of the coolest things about Christopher Nolan's Batman, and which we're hoping to see from Matt Reeves's version, which so far does seem to be the case, is that Batman's world in those depictions seems like it could actually exist, like it's real. And for the first time in a long time, this show made me feel that Superman's world could be real and unique to the character, which is really important. But for all the grounded aspects of the show, don't worry, the 90-minute premiere also delivers a lot of great action. Very similar, speaking of Titans, to the excellent Superboy episodes in season two. Those were great. Uh, Hoekland definitely gets to be Superman, complete with superhero landing, and he looks fantastic. Uh, but still, the realistic aspects of the show are used here too in really exciting ways. For instance, I loved this. This was so quick, but it made such an impression on me. There's one scene where workers in a building see Superman fly by chasing a villain, giving chase. And you know, usually that's done to be like a thrilling action sequence, but seeing it from the perspective of the workers in the building, I had this pang of dread and fear hit me as a viewer. You know, to see what that would be like being like, oh my gosh, Superman doesn't have this under control. This could actually get bad. Maybe we should take cover. You know, like who knows where this fight is going to spread. So that was one of the most unique perspectives I've seen on a Superman action sequence in quite some time. I loved it. Uh, I, it's always been said that of the DC Trinity, Batman is the detective, Wonder Woman is the soldier or teacher, depending how you see the character, and Superman is the fireman, and their stories are supposed to reflect that. And I felt that here, Superman as the fireman ve was very much reflected, you know, in a positive, exciting way. Also, having Lana Lang's husband uh, in Smallville be a fire chief himself is a really clever idea because it holds a mirror up to Clark Kent's Superman, you know, a human and superhero fireman. I thought that... I would totally agree with that. I think having her husband, having Lana Lang's husband as a firefighter was pretty cool. Uh, there was lots of reds when uh, Superman went to check in on Jordan and Jonathan after that explosion where Jordan used his eyes to blow up a kerosene tank or whatever, propane tank. There was lots of red and going on. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Krypton. And out of the red came uh, the fireman, uh, Lana Lang's husband. So that, that was an interesting, it's an interesting point that Grace makes. And I would totally agree with this, that uh, there could be some interesting character development in Lana and her husband as well. They could build some tension there with Clark Kent. It was great. Uh, the first 90 minutes is full of tons of clever ideas, and we'll touch on some of them in just a moment, but again, 
no spoilers. But one problem that Clark Kent has here is that he's just never home. He's really, you know, he's just really having a hard time being with his family. Uh, you know, he's per taking care of his personal life. And a lot of us are busy these days, so it makes it very relatable. And I bet if you're so busy, you haven't had, you haven't set your Valentine's Day plans just yet, right? A lot of us, it's like, it's, it's coming up. What are we going to do? How about make it an HBO Max holiday? I mean, you could do a Friends or Big Bang Theory marathon. Plenty of romance there. Believe me, I've just been watching. I was wondering what she was doing there. <laughs> like, I don't get it. But I guess she's advertising HBO Max. So I'm just going to fast forward through that. I was like, where are you going with this, Grace? It's so romantic. Also, so many of you love you. Okay, this is an advertisement for HBO. Come on, Grace. Learning subscribers. You can not only get it for yourself, but you can give it as a gift to a loved one for Valentine's Day. All right, so back to how clever Superman and Lois is. Uh, you might recall that when the trailer came out, I tweeted that I did not appreciate giving them two angsty teenage sons. Who's this Jordan Kent? Barf. But it turns out I love Jordan Kent. I don't, I don't want to give anything away, but giving Clark Kent an edgy teenage son, who plays in Justice 2, by the way, giving him an edgy teenage son that, he, that Clark Kent has trouble relating to because he takes, the son takes more after Lois, that turns out to be a really great idea from a story perspective. I not only like Jordan Kent here, but I'd like to see him in the comics. Uh, Jordan Alsace and Ali, because you know what? Jonathan Kent has become quite literally a replacement Superman. So the idea of having Superman's son not be so identical to him is really interesting. So you have Jordan Alsace and Alexander Garfin playing the, son, playing the sons, and they both do a surprisingly good job not falling into stereotypes, you know, the jock and the loner. And their bond as brothers, I feel, is really touching. I really Yeah, well, it was kind of a jock and a loner stereotype at the beginning, but I do like how they bond together, and uh, I, I think they could, they could really build this series up by adding some character development with both Jordan and Jonathan. I, th I think there's so much potential right here. Both these young guys are great actors and uh, I just think they can build a huge dynamic. Maybe it's kind of like uh, Cobra Kai where Jonathan kind of leans over a little bit too because he doesn't have powers. Maybe he has to use a little bit of mental strength and maybe... He starts leaning over towards the dark side, towards Luther, who knows, and maybe or maybe Jordan does. Maybe he admires Lex Luthor down the road, and maybe Jonathan takes to Superman, takes to Clark Kent a little bit more. I think there's lots to build in that, including Jordan's girlfriend-to-be. Man, there's so many directions that they go they can go. I like that element a lot. Uh, I also applaud the strength of the show for not going for the stereotype, stereotypical easy route of making the two brothers hate each other. I mean, there's a little tension because they're so different, but I like that deep down they do clearly care about each other very much. I do. I also really like having Dylan Walsh from Nip Tuck as Lois's father, General Lane, who is... I don't like that. I don't think they needed the general. It's too close to home. Make the general... Um... Jordan's girlfriend's dad or something. Don't make it Lois's dad. That's that's too close because it's Smallville. Lois really has no ties to Smallville. 
and because the general's always around, I just it, it makes the world too small. I, I think I think the general could have been, like I said, Sarah's dad or something like that. Uh just maybe Lex could be the general's um son, something like that. I don't know. They could mix it up because there maybe there's a reason why Lex Luthor is so smart and into military stuff and whatever, but I think Superman and Lois took the easy route by making the general Lois Lane's dad. And they did that in The Incredible Hulk, and I didn't like it with General Ross either. And reimagined as a sort of military commissioner Gordon for Superman, such a good idea. With the no, added twist of terrible. being his father-in-law. I mean, these ideas terrible. are so good. Terrible. I think that they all should be incorporated into DC Comics, or no. at least do a Superman and Lois title. Terrible. Because again, Brian Michael Bendis has turned out to not be very good at the job. Now, there are a lot of surprises, as I said, during this 90-minute premiere, but they have a doozy of a tease at the very end, which has unfortunately leaked. I tweeted about it yesterday. I was like, oh, there's an exciting thing. And a lot of you were like, we know it leaked, which is really too bad. Uh, but what's interesting here is that this ties into some of the criticism of the show from a writer that I know a number of you are aware of, and that writer was unfortunately fired. Now, I can't speak to her experiences behind the scenes, and she has some very serious and valid criticisms. She has serious allegations and valid criticisms about the show that I hope that Greg Berlanti and his team who make Superman and Lois have looked into. But one thing that she said was that she didn't think the characters of color on the show were well, well represented. But from what I can see, I think that they're doing a good job. They have some background characters, yes. This is only the first 90 minutes. But you know, you have Emmanuel Shrieky playing Lana Lang, that's a big change, and she works for Smallville's bank. Uh, a great idea because a lot of the folks in Smallville have so many financial problems. But also, as I tweeted, one of Superman's classic villains has been Ray Spent. Uh, again, a lot of you seem to know who this is. And I understand the writers, this writer's complaint, this former writer's complaint, that she didn't want the only prominent black character on the show to be a villain. And again, that is a very valid criticism. And I hope that's not the case over the course of the first season. But this villain? played by this actor who seems to be absolutely perfect casting, this is a really big deal, an exciting you know, situation, and it's a turning point for the Superman franchise. I can't wait to see how this plays out. And by the way, Will Parks has actually worked with Taylor Sheridan on Yellowstone. So some of you might already be familiar with him because that's a very popular show. Hmm. So this is the first CW show since Supergirl that I'm actually going to watch as a fan you know, not just for review, that I'm gonna keep watching, because I'm really curious to see what happens next. Supergirl's first, and this is better than Supergirl, by the way, much way, better. Again, this doesn't better. feel like a CW show. Way better. Uh, although we'll see what happens after the first 90 minute premiere. Now, Supergirl became unwatchable, and I did stop watching it after the first two seasons. And I hope that Superman and Lois can- I agree. I watched one episode of Supergirl and couldn't watch it. So campy and everything. And I think the only reason why I kept watching it was they introduced, I think, Kal-El or they had maybe a brief cameo with him or something like that. I don't know what it was. But uh, the concept was pretty cool that her ship got launched into the future and, or into the past and, and showed up years after Kal-El arrived on Earth. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a kind of a neat idea that she was actually supposed to be there first to be his guardian 
ended up getting there later. I like that. That whole idea. But after that, the story went, eh. And the special effects weren't very good. Like I said, I think they spent a lot of their money on the pilot. And I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm worried that they're not going to have enough money for any more special effects to carry the season. And I hope that this doesn't dry up after about five or six episodes because Smallville got better and better and better and it was actually really good they drug it out quite a bit but Smallville was actually a pretty darn good series so I'm hoping that they don't cheap it out on the on the effects and they actually build up the characters and all this kind of stuff because uh, I don't care black or white if you're a good actor and you're a good villain and you're a great supporting cast, whatever. I don't care what your race is. You could be black, white, whatever. As long as it adds to the story, that is fantastic. So I hope they don't get into any Justice Warrior kind of stuff. Some crazy stuff, I, I think. Just let the show tell the story. Maintain this even better quality storytelling. So uh, I, I think it's really good. Again, it's on DC Universe, and I think this could play on HBO Max as it's rumored to eventually. It's eventually. It's rumored to be eventually be heading to HBO Max, where I think it would fit in just great. So that's my review of Superman and Lois. I'm excited to hear your thoughts down below. It premieres on the CW as a two-hour event because they're commercials. It's 90 minutes of storytelling on February 23rd. Share your thoughts down below. Subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now. Beyond, that's beyond the trailer. Go check her out. She's always got some good stuff. So, um, yeah, it helped me get a little bit more insight into uh, the TV show Lois and Clark. Uh, Lois and Clark. Superman and Lois. I've been recording all day today. So, um, it just gives a little bit of perspective. I like hearing other people's opinions. Some of them I agree with. Some of them I do not. It's just interesting. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode.